0: Welcome to Storytime with T.L. Rutledge. This is your narrator speaking. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Chapter 4. Searching for Answers. 1204, Romania. Rather than seeking the gypsies first, Alexander chose instead to search for Marcus. He knew that wherever his brother was, he was in a bad condition and needed his help. After weeks of searching in hostile territory without a single sign of Marcus, Alexander decided he could not continue any further without first obtaining the answers the gypsies held. He knew it would be another three days' ride to reach Romania, and though he dreaded the dangers of traveling on the main roads, he trusted that his safety and good luck so far would continue. On the third day of his journey to Romania, however, Alexander stumbled upon a small out-of-the-way village. He reasoned that if Marcus was still in Byzantine Anatolia, he would seek out shelter from the hot sun here. And that was a welcome prospect to Alexander as well. Along the dry and dusty road, trees were scarce, and a village offered a welcome respite. Alexander wrapped his head with his cloak to keep his identity hidden the best he could. An English crusader would not be welcome among the people of this region. Alexander kept to the shadows, trying to listen for any word of Marcus's presence. He soon concluded that Marcus wasn't there after all. If a stranger was staying among the villagers, there, was, there was certainly would certainly have been whispers all over town about it. Unfortunately, Alexander's plan to escape the village unseen didn't come to fruition. He had waited till sundown, hoping to leave during the cover of darkness. He had underestimated the villagers, however, and more importantly, their soldiers. Faithfully making their rounds, they had discovered him lurking near one of the village homes and chased him out of town like a common thief. Luckily for Alexander, that was all they thought he was, a thief, not a crusader. Somehow his disguise had worked well enough to keep that fact hidden. As he continued north to Romania, thoughts of his brother and the great beast haunted his mind. He tried desperately to separate the two to imagine that somehow the beast he saw in the camp wasn't Marcus, but he couldn't. Alexander knew that they were one and the same now, and that he had to find a way to save his brother from the horrible curse that fell upon him. Everything has a cure, Alexander reasoned. It's just a matter of payment. Though Alexander had little money to offer. It didn't dampen his optimism. he had always been that way, however. Marcus was always the realist. Alexander wondered how Marcus would deal with the situation, if he had become the beast rather than Marcus. Alexander assumed Marcus would search for him, but rather than curing him, he would convince him that he could control the beast within him. To Alexander, however, anything short of a cure was pointless. A few miles after he crossed over into Romania, he was stopped by an elderly man with the glass eye. The man had been leaning against a wooden cart filled with little trinkets and food. Alexander assumed this man to be one of the gypsies, and that he must be close to the camp. I seek answers about a great beast that can only be defeated by silver. The elderly man pointed up the path and said, Large tent in a very thick accent that Alexander had trouble understanding. He followed his direction to the gypsy camp nonetheless. After dismounting his horse and hitching it to a nearby tree, he walked past a group of ragged, mismatched men and women sitting around the campfire. They appeared to be praying or saying some sort of chant or incantation that he couldn't understand. Others around the camp eyed him cautiously, while the rest paid little attention to him at all. When he reached the largest tent, he felt the need to announce himself before entering. Hello? he asked, more timidly than he intended. He had expected some kind of elderly wise man to appear, but was surprised to find a man not older than much older than himself sitting cross legged on the floor, carefully studying some kind of worn manuscript. The tent was larger on the inside than Alexander realized as well, and a sweet fragrance filled the room. Alexander spotted the incense burning in the corner. The face of the man before him was stretched into a smile when he saw Alexander's confused expression. Welcome, traveler. My name is Jal. What brings you to our camp? Jal spoke with such a firm but calm voice. His countenance was far beyond his years. My name is Alexander, and I am here searching for answers. I've had an encounter with a great beast, and I fear no one else will listen to me if I attempt to tell my tale. Ah, yes. Please, take a seat. John politely said in the same calm voice as before. He set aside his manuscript as Alexander sat on the floor across from him. The great beast you encountered. Was it large, with dark fur, dark blue eyes, and with enormous strength? Yes, that was it exactly. How do you know what it is then? Alexander's voice raised a bit more than he intended, but he couldn't help it. Excitement filled his mind. It was such a relief to have found someone that would believe him after weeks of weary traveling. He couldn't believe how easy it was for this man to figure out exactly what he was talking about. Calm yourself, boy, Jal said. His calm smile gave way to a stern gaze that belied grave concern. Boy, how is this man that many years beyond my own age? speaks with such authority, making me feel as if I'm a child and he is my elder, Alexander wondered. Jal continued. What you encountered was a lichen, more commonly known as a werewolf. <laughs> a werewolf? I thought that was only to be miss. Is there a cure or antidote? Alexander was more confused than before. A cure? No. Why do you seek a cure? Draw items spe- spe- suspiciously. It's for... Alexander hesitated. He wasn't sure if he could trust this man. He had just met with something so dark and troubling. He decided to lie. It's for me. The beast bit me, and now I fear I will become like it. Are you certain there's no cure? Boy, I cannot help you unless you speak the truth to me. I can see easily that you were not bitten by a lichen. Who are you trying to cure? I'm sorry. I just don't know who I can trust. It's for my brother Marcus. He was attacked by the beast in Constantinople. That same night, he became the beast himself, and killed many within our camp. After a pause, he asked, How did you know I lied? Alcindor was sharp and quick-witted, and therefore he was not used to anyone seeing through his ruse. When you have seen the things I have seen, when you have lived as long as I have, you see through the facades, even though you may not always desire to. So, your brother, where is he now? How I wish I knew! I lost him. After his transformation, he ran away, I've been searching for him for weeks, but I can't look him anywhere. Interesting, Joel answered while stroking his braided beard. Interesting? I tell you he ran away and that I can't find him all you can say is interesting? Alexander said, a bit aggravated. He felt like this man Jaul was toying with him. Interesting that he ran away, instead of killing every soul in that camp. It is uncharacteristic of him to flee. What could have caused him to do so? asked all with an intrigued expression, his calm demeanour returning once again. He saw me, looked into my eyes, and just ran away. I cannot help but think he recognized me as his brother. When a man transformed into a lichen, he could not control his own mind immediately at transforming. At least not the first time. If your brother recognized you, as you say, he seems to possess a rare inner strength, and that is a good sign. He may soon be able to control his transformations. How could he possibly control them? Alexander pressed. A lichen transformed in the night of the full moon, as legend goes, is a painful, racking experience the first time, but the second time, you must decide what kind of lichen you will be. What kind of lichen? There is more than one kind? What I mean is this will man control the beast? Or will the beast control the man? I see. But the one that attacked us, I couldn't even tell it was a man, or even partly human at all. There was no full moon on that night as well. Alexander was growing more and more confused with more information he was given. Yes, that lichen sadly chose to let the inner beast control his mind. When you give in to the beast, you lose every aspect of your human nature during that period of information. How do you know so much about lichens? Asked Alexander, hoping that may shed some light on the bizarre subject. Joel took a deep breath before answering. (sighs) Eighty years ago, Joel began, my father and I were hunting here in Romania. I was just a boy at the time. We lay in wait in a tree for our prey to trigger the trap we set. After a little time, a deer walked into the clearing. We readied our bows and were just about to fire when the deer sprinted forward and ran right under us. Moments later, a massive wolf appeared behind it, turning from, from the pursu- turning from pursuing the deer. Flag Joel took a deep breath before answering. Eighty years ago, Joel began, my father and I were hunting here in Romania. I was just a boy at the time. We lay in wait in a tree for our prey to trigger the trap we set. After a little time, a deer walked into a clearing. We readied our bows and were just about to fire when the the deer sprinted forward and ran right under us. Moments later, a massive wolf appeared behind it, turning from the pursuing deer, and stood on its hind legs, reaching the height of nearly two men. Alarmed, my father aimed his bow and took a shot at the beast, but the arrow merely bounced back like a rock hitting a tree. The wolf sprinted at us and instantly climbed up the tree to where we were sitting. We had no time to react and it pulled my father down from the limb, ripping him apart before my eyes. I took a shot at the beast from behind, but it too had the same effect. By that time, my father was already nothing more than torn pieces of flesh. Next, the beast grabbed my leg and dragged me to the ground. I tried to break free and run away, but he held me down with such irresistible strength. It didn't attack me as it attacked my father, however. Instead, It looked at me for a long while, as if studying my face, just as I thought it may retreat. It crushed my shoulder with its fangs. It was an unnatural pain, unlike anything I've ever felt before. Joel lifted up his shirt to show Alexander the jagged scar and a beast left on him, then continued to tell his story. A few weeks later, when there was a full moon, I too became the beast. The transformation was more agonizing than the attack. I felt as if someone had, been, had set my insides ablaze. I couldn't control what was happening then, but since that night, I learned to subdue it. I learned that I, I have the ability to let the beast out when I desire, rather than upon its own whim. After Joel finished his story, Alexander sat in stunned silence. You spoke of eight decades ago, but you have the appearance of a man no older than myself. How is this possible? Having the blood of a lichen flowing through your veins allows your health to regenerate. Your body simply heals itself. On the day of my 30th year, I stopped physically aging. Though I appear as a man of 30, and my mind is still quick as a young man's, I'm approaching my 90th year on the next full moon. So you are immortal, asked Alexander, more intrigued than ever. Immune to wounds, illness, and time, yes. But I am not truly immortal. Immortal. For there are a few things on this earth that can kill a lichen. Silver is one, as well as other lichens. There are more ways, but none of which should concern you. How do you mean silver? A blade? When I used the silver blade against the lichen constantinople, it was the only thing that could pierce into its flesh. But I don't understand. Why does silver affect lichens? Legends say silver was forward from the moon's surface. As the moon brings life to the beast and the man, so it can't take away. But be warned, when you kill a lichen with silver, you also kill the man within. Do you actually believe silver is from the moon's surface? asked Alexander. his skepticism evident? Jal chuckled before he spoke. <laughs> I cannot tell. People once believed silver could heal the sick, even that it could heal a man with lichen blood coursing through his veins. In a way, I suppose it does heal them by killing them and ending the torture inflicted on one's soul by having to endure this existence. So perhaps the legends are not so outlandish after all. I must find Marcus, Alexander said, growing worried with each new thing he learned from Jal. Do not fret. There is no full moon tonight, nor will there be yet for another week. He will appear as a typical man until that time comes. Even so, you must not waste time in finding him. Have you yet searched your homeland? No, not yet. It's a long and perilous journey back to England, so I suppose I should be off. Thank you for your help, Joel. You may have saved my brother's life. Alexander walked out of the tent, followed by Joel. He mounted his horse and prepared to ride off down the road, but stopped to see that Joel was also on a horse, riding up beside him. Alexander had a confused look on his face, but said nothing. Joel appeared to notice Alexander's look. Your brother will need all the help he can get, and who knows more about lichens than a fellow lichen. A man would be a fool to make such a precarious journey alone. You want all these sisters venturing back to your homeland. Alzheimer nodded and smiled gratefully, but something else was stirring in his mind. John noticed this as well. What is wrong? he asked kindly. It's just how strange you there to find another lichen. You're the third I've encountered this past month. And before that, I never even knew lichens existed. Ah, yes. Once you've had an encounter with supernatural, other others become more apparent to you as well. With your mind opened, You start believing what you see, Joel explained, so I could have actually met other supernatural beings in the past. It's possible. Many will hide their true form in order to protect themselves or those around them. There is certainly a great possibility that you met someone who was not as human as you might have probably thought. Fascinating, Alexander responded. As they continued to ride down the dirt path, he pondered how far away England was, not just in the distance, but in memory. How strange the days have become since the crusades began, and how they grow even stranger, he contemplated to himself. A long journey lay ahead of them, as the setting sun lit the distant hills on fire with this display of color. Alexander looked back to see the gypsy camp was now completely out of sight. He didn't know much about his new companion, other than he was a Lycan, but he was thankful for his help. Alexander did not have the face to right back alone. He pondered the idea that he may have met other creatures in his lifetime, others who only appeared as a man, yet could have been something else entirely. Mythology was never one of Alexander's interests, but now, knowing it truly exists in the world, he could hardly contain his curiosity. Thank you for listening to Chapter 4, Searching for Answers. Over the next couple of podcasts, uh, weeks, months, I will be having guest speakers on. Um, some you may know, some you may not. Um, the reason I'm doing this is because I want to have, uh, I want to be able to kind of help other people uh, get their name out there. And some already have their name out there. Some people, like I said, probably already you may have seen in movies and. Some of you may have seen TV and others you may have just heard on podcasts, but uh, nevertheless, I will have them on uh, this podcast, Reading Chapters. Um, last week, you heard um, Jeff Lynn from the Palm of the Face podcast. He was my first guest speaker. Uh, if you want to know more about the Palm of the Face podcast and um you can find out more about that on palmtheface.com and at palmoftheface.com podcast on Spotify um, to get all the information you need for that there it's a great podcast Um, it's basically just um, things you struggle with that if you need something to help overcome the struggles and in a somewhat humorous manner and but still serious enough to understand uh, palm the face is a great podcast to listen to um, as far as other speakers I'm going to be having on this podcast, I won't give them away just yet, but um, they will be coming, um, probably for sure starting next year, which is next week. But um, yeah, so I'll be coming. As far as the rest of this book goes, I'll be doing chapters. Uh, I'm, going to try to do, I'm going to try to make it two chapters a weekend. Um, if not, I'll just be one. Um, but, uh, thank you for listening and have a good day. Thank you for listening to chapter four, searching for answers. Chapter five, blood of the wolf will be coming next week. Thank you.